Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, he takes a deep breath. Welcome, friends and fans, to Astounding Universe. I'm Jim Metzler. And I'm... Bob Berman. Ah, and I'm falling again, Bob. I'm falling again for you. <laughs> I know why you're saying that. Why? <laughs> because we're entering the season of fall. And how does that resonate with our program today? Well, it's the only season other than spring whose name is a verb, an action verb. And it's an appropriate one, of course, because this is when leaves are falling and nuts are falling from trees and fruit is falling from trees, at least out here where we live. It's absolutely true. But I can see the English major out there scratching his head and sending us an angry email saying, Mr. Bourbon, I'm so sorry, but we do use winter as a verb from time to time. At least those of us in England do, where we still speak the language the lingua, as we like to call it, something like the hedgehog wintered in its little hole over the winter. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes, my friend. But there, you're taking the season's name and using it as a verb. You're starting off with a name that originally didn't mean that. I, I think spring and fall meant action verbs all along, right? And I'm going to summer in Cape Cod. So we've established indubitably that, that, that we've got the verb here. And so... So let's talk about falling objects, because this is the time to do that. And here on Earth, everything falls at the same rate. And people don't think about it much. I mean, if you ask people how fast does rain fall, most of your friends are not going to say, oh, everyone knows that. It's 22 miles an hour. Isn't rain falling at the same speed as everything else? No, no, because depending upon the shape of the object, wind resistance is going to limit how fast things can fall. For example, a hard, round object will keep falling 22 miles an hour faster every second. So the first second you and I have an unfortunate accident and fall off a cliff, we'll be going 22 miles an hour at first. After one second, we'll be going 44 miles an hour, then 66 miles an hour after three seconds. We keep going faster and faster. But every object stops at a certain point if you're on a planet that has air, which fortunately we do. Now, on the moon, you would never stop accelerating. There, you'd only be falling three and a half miles an hour every second faster, but you'd keep going faster and faster and faster. You'd never reach a plateau or a limit. Here on Earth, we stop, and that depends upon the shape you're in. For example, a skydiver, if they have a diving position and want to go as fast as possible, then their terminal velocity is 200 miles an hour. But if you spread out your arms and legs the way they train you in skydiving school, then you'll stop accelerating at 120 miles an hour, and you'll never go faster than that. If you did nothing and were like round and hard, what's as fast as you could fall? The fastest you could fall before air resistance would slow you down would be 200 miles an hour. But other objects have different terminal velocities. And here's something interesting. 
cats and squirrels, if they're falling from a great height, they instinctively spread out their arms and legs and all their fur and all their extra folds of skin spreads out in the wind and stops them from accelerating at something like 18 miles an hour. So they will not be killed by a fall from any height because they stop going faster at only 18 miles an hour, and both those animals can survive that, at least if they hit something reasonably soft, like a lawn. What about um, bolides and meteors and objects that are falling from the sky? Same rules? They can come in and typically do come in at super speeds. We're talking about 66,000 miles an hour is even a little slowish for a meteor, and some of them are twice that. Some of them hit Earth's atmosphere on their way in at 140,000 miles an hour. But their terminal velocity, once they get to the lower parts of the altitude where it's thicker... I I know, 200 miles an hour. That's actually very close. Did you really know that? Well, you just said it a minute ago. I said, that was for skydivers. Yeah. Well, why should media, what, they get a dispensation? Why no, but they're, they're actually a little faster. They're 250 to 300 miles an hour. But you were very much in the ballpark. So a meteor is only going to hit your roof at 250 to 300 miles an hour. And we see that from time to time. Weathersfield, Connecticut, a house got clobbered in 1982, and another house got clobbered 11 years earlier in 1971. And each time a meteor hits a roof, it penetrates the roof, because at 300 miles an hour, it can do that, usually penetrates one more floor, and then stops, kind of rattles around, and stops on the next floor without going any further. Happened to poor Ann Hodges in Silicoga, Alabama in 1954. That one came through the ceiling and hit her on the thigh. Did not break any bones, only bruised her, because that terminal velocity had slowed this thing down. So instead of 140,000 miles an hour, it was only the in the area of 250 to 300 miles an hour. Her health insurance didn't cover that. Because there was this little line on the bottom, (laughs) this little disclaimer that said, we do not pay for extraterrestrial objects coming through the roof of your house. Well, that's a great point about insurance. And I asked one of the people whose houses had been damaged by the meteors, uh, the one in 1982 in Weathersfield, Connecticut, was a couple. I asked them if their insurance covered it. What do you think? No. It did. It did. They had the falling object rider, clever people. <laughs> right. Well, maybe because Weathersfield is a suburb of Hartford where all the insurance companies are, that they take care of every little detail With a name there. like Weathersfield, we take <laughs> what comes out of the sky very seriously. All right. So falling stuff. We've got objects falling at incredible speeds. It gets slowed down by the atmosphere. It's fall. What else you got for No, there it is. Pocket? It's largely good news that cats and squirrels live, and these houses get covered by insurance and don't just turn into craters, but are actually limited in damage, all because of air resistance, terminal velocity, rain stops falling at about 22 miles an hour. It's all very cool stuff to discuss in autumn, right? Absolutely. I've got one other question for you. I took a bad fall a couple of years ago with uh, my dog who's on a leash and the leash sort of whipped out my legs underneath me and I fell hard, much harder than just gravity. It was like the whip effect and it happened so fast. So where am I going with this? I guess that there are other factors in falling sometimes. Yeah, I guess, but you want to know the speed? Typically when an adult falls, the top of their body will hit the ground at about three miles an hour. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's excluding the stuff you're talking about. A dog, meanwhile, pushing you or pulling you forward and adding that speed to the falling speed. Yeah. Yeah. I cracked a rib. I mean, just for the fall, I felt like I was slammed in a football field. So let's turn this into a hypochondriac program. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, God. And then the acorn, it hit me on the head. I had to go to the doctor. It was terrible. Fall. Yeah. So as you're going out there and watching those leaves fall, think about terminal velocity. Think about us terminating this program. And as always, we wish you well for every season. I'm Jim Metzler. And I'm Bob Berman. And you've been listening to... Astounding Universe. Fall well and winter well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.